historic scenic Roswell motherfucking Georgia. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We have a lot of fun things planned for you this evening and we've got a special guest host present to partake in the podcasting pandemonium and we will introduce him shortly. But first, the makers of the Weekend Social Podcast remind you that while being awesome is the right of all sentient motherfuckers, we encourage you to be awesome responsibly. We are trained professionals and the verbal stunts that we perform are dangerous, so please do not try this at home. Introducing first, the man to my right, standing in the red corner, returning for his sophomore episode in the podcasting squared circle. If you're wondering how hard his fist is, one punch equals 38 stitches. The resident experts of things residential in port, the home office colossus, lord of the house Roswellian and king of the north, hailing from the hayfields of Ohio, he is What's good, E? Everything's good. Yeah, it's the weekend social, man. You got your rookie episode under the belt? Yeah, that was, I felt really funny. Looking forward to the first official episode of the weekend social with you. How did you uh, enjoy hearing yourself in the back end? Uh, you know, it wasn't too bad. Still like, wow, you could have said that a little bit better. Yeah, I know. I Talking about your back end? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's Thursday. Let's get this fucking motherfucking motherfucker moving. I am your master of ceremonies, the engineer of the weekend social train, desperate to keep it on the tracks. The penny pension, nervous flinching, nickel and diamond deals I'm finding, forward thinking, white claw drinking, two buck sucking, motherfucking, agent of change you can believe in and put in your piggy bank, and the high priest of the church of pinching pennies I am... Chisler. See the money, let's count your bills, y'all. When it sticks in a bed of good wheels, dog. It's your pennies with the coupon. Bring your chisel while it's popping by the top saw. See the money, time for roll call. Keep the train on the track, don't let it fall off. It's your pennies, count your bills, y'all. Finally, the Chisler has come back. Thank you very much, Chiselites and Chiselettes. Well, we finally got this thing up on the internets. We're on SoundCloud, and as of today, we have finally gotten the blessing of the iTunes Pope. So uh, we're fully functional. We're out in the meta. So the last step that we got by the uh, time that this podcast is released, we should have weekendsocialpodcast.com up and running, ready to go. So uh, Imani, did you get your uh, Twitter set up? Like I had time for that. Tried to get Honey Badger to do it. She wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm not... She's got so much time on her hands right now. I'm like, just get me a Twitter account. She's like, no. For her job, probably got senioritis. Like she is like, <laughs> she is checked the fuck out. She's just phoning it in. And work starts at nine o'clock. I'll show up at nine ten. She's like, I gotta go to lunch. I only have two things today. Like, why am I even going? <laughs> okay, well don't go, honey. I've I said this last week and I will say it again. Like I, I really hate that shit. She gets three months off during the summer. Ugh. It's a so I was listening to uh, the final version of the the podcast from last week. The the fact that yeah, it's just pools all fucking summer long. Well, I sit there and I'm like, hey, I got to load the dishwasher. Then I got like six calls to make. Then I gotta go do this. And I gotta run to the bank. And I'm like. Hey, can somebody help me out? And they're like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Dad. Going to the pool with Mom. But meanwhile, um, hey, before I go to the pool, you mind, like, packing me a bag? Yeah, it's even more. They're like, hey, Dad, can you pack me snacks? Why didn't you wash the towels, Dad? Well, very cool. This is our second recording of the Weekend Social. Uh, last episode was really a get to know episode between E-Money and myself so that we could truly set the stage for future episodes like this one. E-Money and I, like, we talked about all sorts of random shit. I think we were all over the map. But my co-host managed to squeak out of victory in our first trivia slash drinking game entitled Eh. Close enough. Nice. I'm always close Focus. Enough. Yeah, there you go. 15 love. Yes, you are. <laughs> Focused on facts about McDonald's. Any thoughts about hearing yourself on the back end? You, you feel more, a little bit more confident now? You, you good? 
Maybe. Still not dating the senior or junior podcasters, but you're definitely no, looking at the freshmen. Freshmen are looking pretty good right now. <laughs> well, shit, let's quit the Thursday evening quarterbacking and let's get into our meat of the show and introduce our special guest host for tonight. Joining us tonight, making his way to the ring, a fellow resident in our nameless neighborhood here in Roswell, Georgia. He's a spick and span kind of man, armed with a subtle balance of an arsenal of household cleaning supplies, stone cold attitude, and laid backness. You got a mess when you absolutely, positively have to polish every motherfucking thing in the room. There is only one motherfucker to call. Hailing from the great state of Tennessee, ladies and gentle bitches, please welcome Mr. everybody welcome to the show mr clean hey thanks for having me so uh, why don't you tell the audience about yourself what you do what you're about you know i'm that guy you know i'm, I'm that guy that wants to be here tonight <laughs> and so there it is <laughs> best answer ever he is that guy you know i'm a lot more complex but i'm a lot more simple too so we'll just leave it at that <laughs> the podcasting equivalent of a chip in a chair <laughs> i totally dig it man I... <laughs> no i am another fellow resident roswellians the a special breed yeah the roswellians so so let me go ahead and ask the question how do you know this man to my right it all started in a three-legged race at Easter. Okay, so our neighborhood does this gigantic Easter egg hunt ceremony thing, the Great Lawn that is in our neighborhood. Yes. Where, where the, the new King of the North is actually dubbed the new King of the North just a couple weeks ago. When the grid goes down, it's one of our key locations. Three-legged race. How'd you get paired up with each other? Oh, we weren't paired up. Our kids were. Your daughters are friends. Best friends. So really, it was the wives, and they were just like, hey... <sighs> Both our kids have red hair. They liked each other, and they were like, I think our husbands would like each other. So Mr. Clean and I, (laughs) we were sitting there going like, nah, this ain't going to work. This sounds familiar. And then they kind of like forced us on a mandate. We went on a mandate. Generally, I'm against making friends, as a general rule. Is it acquaintances or enemies? I'd say all of the above. I I don't like making enemies. I don't like making friends. Too much responsibility? Great power, great Spider-Man kind of thing? or Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy as the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So so your daughters are friends. You got to understand. So our first date, Mr. Clean yeah. gets me tickets to go to the hockey game. This is when Atlanta. Oh, when hockey. we had the Thrasher. This is when we had hockey. Okay. okay. I remember this. Okay. I'm old this enough to remember this. a long time ago. Go to this hockey game having a good time i'm like you know what he might be a friend i don't know you know our kids like each other our wives like each other and i'm like hey uh, you know this ticket says it's half price at the cheetah next thing you know we're best friends oh there you go you're not doing the three-legged race in the champagne room (laughs) no no none of those none of those shenanigans 50 love chiseler i'm gonna go ahead and get myself one on that yes (laughs) none of those shenanigans all right so let's go ahead and lead off with a very apropos question mr clean what you got planned for this weekend kids house wife your wife honeybee honeybee all i know about is is your daughter is there is there more there's another one there are more cleaners there there are two daughters oh what grade Ish. Oldish. Too oldish. Okay. About to get out of high school. Oldish. Okay. And in the middle of high school. Oldish. Gotcha. So you've basically like learned how to clean shotguns in front of boyfriends and all that good stuff. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. It's very uh, nice. It's a rite of passage at our house. I have two girls as well. What is your advice when that first date comes over uh, to kind of just get a little bit of fear not to not no no, to, no, no, no not no. to not to make your your daughter's life miserable but just to kind of tweak the, the, the kid out a little bit that's dating your daughter heavy eye contact <laughs> when mr clean stares at you it's it's pretty, I, it's pretty I, intimidating. I can, visual bit audio podcast i can like <laughs> this guy is staring at me yeah i i'm not i'm not messing with him i'm not messing with mr clean dude dude didn't you say that he actually had to ask you personally to take her out before it was actually considered a boyfriend or something like that. You have uh, some rules. Okay, well, what are these rules? You know, whatever's going to intimidate the kid. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever they give you, you take it and you run with it. You guys were, you guys were teenage boys. They're stupid. Very stupid. 
Dude, I ran around with a shotgun between my legs. I mean, that's pretty much how my teenage years. And that's yeah. why I have one daughter and one son, and I have one shotgun and then like two million shotguns to worry about. <laughs> so okay, it's yeah. two million and one. Yep. Listen, every every set of parents has a set of unique skills. They will hunt you down. So that's what you're doing this weekend, huh? <laughs> Why does Mr. Clean have a backhoe? Why do you have a backhoe? Same reason I have a sling blade. <laughs> I like the way you talk. I like biscuits. Yeah. A little bit of mustard. Mm. But why do you have a sling blade? Why do you have a, a backhoe? Do, can we talk about it profession? That's more in my past than it is in my present. But okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, the sling blade is always, that's always in the present. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. By the door. By the door. Uh, so what kind of work are you into? I have, I am a worker of the land. An architect of nature. That is a very good way to put it. Uh, I respect that. I could use some advice. Apparently, from the, you've seen my front yard and backyard. I haven't mowed in like two weeks, and and it's pretty much all weeds. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, well, or the lazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, E-Money, what do you got going on this weekend? You know what? Uh, it's it's pretty close to the same thing. I'm really dealing with kids. Yeah, kids, broken leg. So we didn't talk about this last episode. Something we should talk about. Your son, who knows my son. Yeah. Wheels and the Hapling, they're buddies, right? Yeah, best friends. Wheels and the Hapling were hanging out, riding skateboards at skate park around here. And Wheels ended up breaking his leg on the Happenings watch. Oh, dude, it was baroque. And it's not just like a broke leg. It is like Mr. Glass shattered leg. Shattered leg. And bless her heart, she freaking like does a hell of a lot for these kids. For that to happen on her watch completely killed her. So, Dude, but it wasn't on her watch. I mean, the kids are going to be kids, period. Yeah. Well, and, and that's there's nothing you can Hey, there's nothing you can do about it. Now, the technical term for the break was called a spiral fracture. Spiral fracture of the tibia, full, Ooh. through and through. So imagine slamming your calf so hard, you split your shin in half. The impact was from the back, but the front bone broke. You, you yes. ever played when you were in school? Yes. Pencil crack or whatever? Yeah. It was like that. A little bit on the back, <laughs> all on the front. Hurt. I haven't talked to the kid, but I would have to think that the pain just got worse as it went and like including like the next day i am an expert in broken bones my right arm three times my left arm twice my knuckle right here broke it mm -hmm. my hand i didn't take care of until two days later it turned into a freaking melon this guy oh did he did e you have oh he's got a broken hand story that's the best broken hand story Really? Well, you know, every once in a while, the honey badger and I, we just <laughs> don't see eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of story. It's more of a sexual story, and dude ended up, like, hurting himself. I thought it was more like a Jack Daniels story. It was a little bit of all. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I think you got a lot to take care of this weekend, too, apparently. <laughs> Let's go ahead and la da 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 da. It's the motherfucking D O double G into our mini news segment we call Quick Bits. I'm gonna go ahead and start us off this week if you guys don't mind. Sure. Yeah. All right. So mine's gonna be a little less comical and a little bit more psychological slash interesting for my quick bit tonight. I grew up on video games. My first, since I was five years old, my first uh, gaming system was an Atari 2600. And I watched from five years old all the way uh, to, to now watching gaming systems and technology evolve year over year. Dude, my first gaming system was Pong. Oh, so you actually owned a Pong. Oh, dude. If you, if you were the shit if you had the Pong. Can you imagine people gathered around in the living room watching? Yep. I knew people that had the Pong. What it, I don't even know what the system was, but there was a box for yes, it, right? Yes. I remember like the computers that used to plug into the screen. I remember the yeah. ColecoVision. I remember the NES going to the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, going to all the way until present day. But I definitely remember the first time in 1992 that I walked into an arcade and I saw the most visually graphic, realistic game called... Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. 
Did you guys ever play that fucking shit? Did you guys? I haven't. Or, oh. Did you know what it's about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, dude, Honey Badger and I used to play it in Video Safari. Go to this little video game store. Yep. Video actually it was a video store. VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah, and so they had the video game back there. We would play it all the time. She was acting. Hey, babe, guy. like, can I have that guy and you have this guy? And then she'd kick my ass with that that guy. Yep. And it's just like this is no fun. Just losing all the time. Matrimony. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, that's like the super, super, super secret fatality that you only get when you like punch Ermac, like uppercut him over the pit or some shit. <laughs> I love you, honey. Yeah, exactly. You guys know what the game is. You know when it came out, it was a big freaking like push. Like Street Fighter was one thing, but Mortal Kombat was fucking over the top violence. Now let's feel old for a second. Fast forward 26 years. Wow. Ooh. Okay, let that sink in. They are now on Mortal Kombat version 11. Mortal Kombat 11 was released last month. Now, the whole premise of the fucking game is violence. And there's nothing fucking funnier than ripping somebody's freaking head off and having their their spine, like, dangling in the wind. Like, it's <laughs> badass, right? Like, I laugh my ass off of that shit. But, but this article on Kotaku gave me a perspective I never thought about before. I never thought about what it might be for the developers and programmers who actually create the game. Like, what do they got to do to come up with this stuff and make this a play? game that the chiseler can fucking laugh his giggly little tits off about what does it take to make it in this modern day technological age that game come to life but one developer revealed exactly how difficult that process was not only from a technical perspective but from a psychological perspective the article is pretty solid uh, i'm going to put the link in the show notes but this developer who spoke on the condition of anonymity because he wanted to protect his job he detailed exactly how much research was required to bring this game to life that the links that these game makers have to go to make them enjoyable from the article the developer said this you'd walk around the office and one guy would be watching hangings on youtube Another guy would be looking at pictures of murder victims and someone else would be watching a video of a cow being slaughtered. A constant fucking study of violence. Yeah. I mean, so maybe that's a looking at the bigger picture, the game itself. What kind of influence does that have? on the psyche of the people that are playing it? The people that are playing it, it's actually minimalistic because it's comical. But the people that are developing it, like having to like create this dark, dark, dark shit, like almost Dexter style level stuff and do things and see things that the end user does not have to see. But some of the end, some of the end users take that and, and the line between fantasy and reality it's huge for some people. I, I don't have an answer on that one. I didn't read an article about that. <laughs> <laughs> the the guy who was interviewed by Kotaku, he got so fucked up by it he, that he couldn't sleep. He was having graphic, horrible nightmares to the point where he would force himself to stay awake for multiple days at a time, which reminds me of Nightmare on Mortal Kombat Street. Like, honestly. Dude, it reminds me of last week's episode when I told you about my neighbor bending over for the... I know this story. I'm aware of this story. <laughs> <laughs> the, look, the, look, the look on Mr. Clean's face is priceless right now, ladies and gentlemen. 30 love, Mr. Clean. <laughs> There's no funny in this. He's like, no. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm supporting you. Do you need something? It really hurts. It's so bad visually that it's not suitable for radio. So, again, from the article, the developer says that they saw a therapist who diagnosed them after seeing all this shit with PTSD. And they attribute this to the work that goes behind Mortal Kombat 11, not just the content of the game, but having to process and discuss violent cinematics frame by frame. But they're also being surrounded by materials for their research. So they've got all these murder scenes like around them. So they basically like walk into a death den every day. So, and, in, and the, the worst part about this is that there's no upfront disclosure to people that are, were hired in for this. There's no company program to assist the people. The only thing that their bosses did is when they brought them like some delivered material, like some cinematic of, of somebody's like heart being ripped out of their chest, uh, they would compliment the well done scenes of violence and joke about like how awesome they are just as an end user. All right, All right question here though. Yeah. How much do they make? Um, the developers, not very much. Really? Yeah. Because honestly, you know, you look at 
you know, football players, they're sacrificing their bodies right. and their minds, have PTSD, same with military, for a job, for a paycheck. Sometimes, you know, with military, it's for the love of country or right. not. And appreciate them. My hand goes up. Seriously, thank you for all. your service, military thank listeners. All. Thank you all. Yep, 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 yep. But, you know, you, you do a lot of stupid things for little money. Like, you would think those video games guys would make a fortune. Well, the video game companies do. Developers are really long hours for not that much money. Wow, yeah. That sucks. It's, it's fucking insane. It's no different than working in an emergency room, being a cop, a firefighter. Heck, Same goes thing. off to all you guys, too. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's assistance programs in those, those areas. And this is something that True. has never been thought about. True. Like... It's an interesting conversation because, especially when the time frame that, that you're talking about, because I read some article this week where they talked about television shows that were in the 90s, the top 10 television shows, the themes revolved around versus the shows that are popular now, the top 10 shows that are popular now, and the themes that they revolve around. The the stuff that Mortal Kombat, yeah. you would have never talked about that. I mean, that would have never been... 20 years before that would have been like outlawed. In the U.S., absolutely, in the freest country yes. in the world, yes. would have been outlawed. Absolutely, absolutely. and but it's, it's everyday stuff. The shows in the '90s all centered more around community and benevolence, and you know, and kumbaya. Oh, really? and then the things have turned around. Now they say it's it's all more about popularity, winning, and 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 being more violent. Better be it, an influencer. Yeah, and that my fatality. Finish him. Motherfuckers is my quick bit. Well, Mr. Clean, you got anything you want to uh, you want to bring to the table for a bit of quickness? Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Emphatically, yes. Not quite as cerebral as <laughs> what you brought to the table, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, diehard, diehard Bruce Willis, all American hero, throwing out the first pitch at the Philadelphia Phillies game, gets booed by the fans. Why? Because glass sucked. His pitch sucked. Good question. You're gonna give him. You're gonna give him like a golf clap just because he was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. He was booed on his way out to the mound. Really, Bruce Willis has been in more hit movies than you know. But that ultimate classic Christmas movie, yes, I consider it a Christmas movie, was the bomb. And that's another debate: is it a Christmas movie or not? I think it is Christmas. Die Hard is absolutely not only a comedy but a Christmas movie. <laughs> So, so it's justified. I am a Bruce Springsteen fan. Having watched that video, when you hear people say, Bruce, it sounds like Bruce, right? So when like he was coming out in a Phillies jersey, they were saying Bruce. And then when he when he stepped on his own dick and threw his freaking like the ball in the dirt. They took the R out. Yeah, and, and any other letters, it's just Bruce. It was a shitty pitch. But Philly fans, are you just, I mean, are they just shitty fans? You ever talk to a Steelers fan? Oh. <laughs> Especially uh-huh. the girls' Steelers fans? <laughs> That's what Philly fans are like because baseball sucks even worse than football. <laughs> I think we've we've gotten to the bottom of this. Bruce Willis, he throws like a girl. <laughs> yeah. Films like films like a man, but he's throws gonna, like a girl. He's going to come over here and beat our asses later. Well, Mr. Clean? You know what? In Bruce, we trust. <laughs> All right, with that, my darn motherfuckers, that was a hell of a quick bit. E-Money, what you got for your first quick bit tonight? It's crazy, but Kim Kardashian is... Uh, Clapping back at the Daily Mail for a skin shaming issue. Oh, you're keeping up with the Kardashians, huh? You know, I really didn't keep up with them, but the Honey Badger every once in a while was just like, you know, hey. You see this, and I'm just like, Kim Kardashian, skin shaming. I'm an older man, and I just wish I didn't have this pimple on my nose right now. Oh, okay. I can see. I can see it too, man. That's a good. I was one. gonna ask, what what is skin shaming? Well, well, skin shaming. We all is, have skin. 
when we tweet about like pimples and psoriasis and things you you don't want, but we all have. So who was the offending party? I don't know. I mean, there was a whole bunch. Was of it like dailysun.uk.com tilde slash whatever? Uh, it was just Daily Mail. Daily Mail. So Daily Mail be like. Bitch got a zit, and Kim Kardashian is like, don't skin shame me, bitch. You know what? It was okay when I was 16 years old to have a pimple, though. But now, at my age, I'm just like, what the fuck? I thought there were things I was going to get rid of. So really, this article is about me. Yeah, okay. Very nice. All right. Don't skin shame a man. All right? Well, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean, he's he is clean. I've, I've done a I lot mean, of... look how shaved he is. And has beautiful skin. Let me I, just say that. He does I've have done a lot of e, e... Vitamin E. Insert here, lading, but exfoliating is not one of them. I've expaculated. Expaculated? Thirty <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clean. We're coming you, up with words that sound really freaking good. Expaculated. Can you define expaculating? Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Expaculating. It's where you talk too much about ejaculating. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. All right. I, did, I just gave you like 30 love for coming up with the word, and then you freaking come over the top defining it. It's such a legitimately badass term. <laughs> 40 love, Mr. Clean, but like to, to like get to the finish line, holy crap. That was brilliant. You know, I don't have a skin disease, but I thought when I hit this over 40 mark that my skin would just magically clear up. You get my, them on your back when you're 40. Yeah, no, they, they, they just migrate south for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> or right on top of your nose. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you're going to be in puberty, your dick better grow, right? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I, well, I think you might have to do a little bit with your naked neighbor, but... <laughs> <laughs> You might, you might be going invert on that shit, but yeah. that's so when, that's when we turtle up. It's called a turtle. Yeah, up. It's a turtle. It is a protective mechanism, <laughs> legitimate thing. What did Kardashian do back? Did she release another sex video? Did like did Kanye release a uh, diss track against? No, she was just shaming them back. Okay, like for shaming her for skin issues. Have you seen this fucking site, by the way? Have you like have have you ever either of you guys been on the Daily Mail? The Daily Mail UK. Yeah, yes. I've seen it on, you know, whatever. It, is. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Around, but it doesn't matter what you like. Look up. There are like banners and like article links on the top and on the right hand side. I'm like making hand gestures. Again, visual bit. But like there are things all over the place with like people in like very like stupid bathing suits like so like dental floss bathing suits sure sure they're all about like just the graphic stuff and it's like okay they're a fairweather fan of, of kim kardashian this dude oleg who is the chief technology officer i'm just just gonna put this out there okay chief technology officer of daily mail it, oleg this, what about oleg. oleg yeah dude what dude, did oleg do dude. Dude, this guy like runs LinkedIn too. He's like one of the Does he most really? influencers on LinkedIn. And I'm like, how is LinkedIn even allowing a freaking Oleg from Daily Mail to like cause craziness within the network? Just like we hack election. Uh, no. Hey, no. <laughs> because Oleg, he works in Siberia. He works in Crimea. In Florida? He's probably in Florida. London? Hey, Oleg! Vladimir Putin called. Said, good job, Oleg. He's trying, he's trying to fuck with elections right now, man. Oh, dude. I'm just telling you. Dude, Putin 316 <laughs> all day. Yes. <laughs> and that e-money is a solid. Keeping up with the complexion. Quick bit. I do have to say. Dude, so, Mr. Clean. Yes. You are you a fan of these? No. No. Why? Ooh. Wait well, a second. All right. So I will only drink them when I don't have beer at my house because I don't drink beer. You know this. But well, normally he leaves beer, but he'll drink a white claw. Yeah. Now Mr. Clean is drinking the Bud Light, and when you say Budweiser, you said it all, right? Correct. Totally get it. The king but, of beers. Yes, it is the king of beers. It is the king of yeah. It is is the John Snow of beers. I'm gonna say what's what's the issue with the the claws of the the white? It's not for men. I don't know. So just to clarify, in this moment, you're calling us both not men. Those are your words, not mine. Okay. He didn't say anything. All right. He didn't say anything. That was very eloquently put. <laughs> without calling us fucking pussies, bitches. 
is. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I will say, E-Money and I have talked about why this is a hell of a good drink. And again, fucking not a sponsor. Send us a 12-pack of fucking mango. We'll be cool. But uh, not a sponsor, White Claw. Good damn beverage, especially for people that have heartburn. It has no side effects that I have been able to find. And I've had an ulcer. So, I mean, I should be the man, like, clarifying that if I drink a Bud Light or a Miller Light, which yep. is my favorite, actually. Miller Light was my my go-to for, I don't know, 30 years. Did your dad drink it? Yes. Yes, that's exactly why I drink it, too. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, but... It burns my belly, man. Dude, it fucking tears you up. I throw down a white claw and I'm just like, I'm drunk. <laughs> so we are now drinking the mango new flavor white claw that I surprised E-Money tonight and, with. And black cherry. And we've got we've got multiple flavors. Mr. Clean is adamantly refusing any white claw intervention here. Oh, he's drinking big boy, 16 ounce Bud Light. Yeah, and they're the aluminum bottles. He comes in hard and he does not leave any doubt what he is drinking. Like <laughs> those things will be in existence in 500 years for archeologists to find, letting them know that Mr. Clean was drinking Bud Light. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so there is no, there is no doubt what he is what he is here to do and what he will not do no i, I pass no judgment on on women that that drink whatever they want to drink meanwhile we're drinking these little lightweight cans slim cans this one's a little fat this one feels a little fat i'm gonna like gonna say you said i couldn't say it but i said that's what she said it, it's a fat can <laughs> it's a much better choice yeah it is but it's a great it's a great beverage and i with with somebody as has heartburn like give this give this it, fucker a whirl and it's five percent alcohol no i've had it's them. more than I've yours give do you no, haven't this, had this one i swear to god you, you have I've not had the mango i've never had a mango now, how about this all right i'll have a, a sip listen that's good yeah i haven't have nothing against your white claw and you ladies if you if that's what you want to drink <laughs> Fuck you in the mouth. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna let you win this game with a comment like that. You're so close. One thing I I, I do wanna know is E Money and I share a common interest. Are you a wrestling fan whatsoever? Professional yeah. wrestling? It's been it's been a few decades, but yes. Alright, so who is your like icon professional wrestling wise? Mm. Mr. Wrestling number two. Oh my God! I know what you're talking about. Wow. Yes, sir. With the mask. Yes. I'm gonna give you a Macho Man on that. Oh yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. Wrestling number two. That is a brilliant choice. So when I was a kid, yeah. Mr. Wrestling number two was the man. It still I, is. I never knew who Mr. Wrestling number one was. His wife. That was the joke, right? Yes. <laughs> and and I'll have to uh, show some love for see if you know this one. All right, Stan the Man Stasiak. Stan Stasiak. Oh my God. Yeah. And brushed it off. You brushed the dust off the brain That's cells right school. there. That is old school. All right. So I can tell you. I can tell you. His the signature move: the heart punch. Oh my gosh, the death punch. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's some old school shit. Yes. Well, old to you guys. I, I do have a question for you, Mr. Clean. Yes. Do you have any treasure troves of embarrassing e-money stories that you'd like to share? I have plenty, but I will not discuss those. Uh, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad? I've been with this guy for a long time. He yeah. He definitely knows just about... So, this is about everything. This one time on Chantix. Yeah. 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 Chantix is. It's a, it's a really bad. It's a hell of a drug. Idea. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Chantix is a newer version of a antidepressant called Zyban. I took Zyban. I'm not a depressed person. I'm not. You give somebody who's not a depressed person an antidepressant, they turn into a bit of a dick. 
Dude, I was a huge dick. What did you do? Well, <laughs> let's just say I picked up all my friends in my car. Yeah. Let me let me interrupt here because right. I want to make sure. He yeah, was, this might be uh, Mr. Clean's story. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. I want to let him tell the story and see how much of it he remembers. All right, so we're gonna. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Prosecution's gonna call the witness, and then defense is going to get a rebuttal. Absolutely. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure that I. Uh, we were at a birthday party. Okay, whose birthday party? Uh, a buddy of mine's. It okay. Was, it was a big birthday, too. And we all went to go play disc golf. Disc golf, okay. Disc golf. Oh, yeah. Yep. Great, great game in the state of Georgia. What up, bro? Oh, yeah. We all go play disc golf, and I'm uh, not drinking. I, well, I'm not smoking either, so I'm not. I'm trying to not drink or smoke. So How uh, hard did you try? To not drink. (laughs) (laughs) Objection, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) I might have had a bear or two. But I didn't have like the normal six or seven. Yeah. But, you know, I'm driving. It's raining. I got a whole bunch of people in my car. I'm ramping it over freaking hills. I'm doing donuts in parking lots. I'm about to kill everybody in my car. Man, it must have messed with me because I don't remember anything but honestly my friend's wife called honey badger oh shit oh dude she called honey badger and said your husband's being a dick oh dude i was just like what e-money you went completely off the rails well i'm gonna pause there rebuttal from the witness to the left now off the rails means what let me qualify off the rails You've heard of the expression off the reservation? E-Money went off the reservation and then drove off the rail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, is, he has basically erased his identity from the planet at this point. Absolutely. It's, it, who, is, it, who is this dude? <laughs> All right. So what, what at this point happens? Now, let's get the counterpoint. Point counterpoint here. I don't know that I, I, I disagree with the defendant. We, he's correct. We went and we played disc golf. And um, we had some fun. And then we're going to eat lunch yeah. afterwards. And we pull into whatever whatever strip mall or whatever it was that we went into. And um, usually those places have like speed bumps. He had a subcompact Mitsubishi with a low roof. <laughs> and I was sitting in the back seat. <laughs> E-Money hit speed breaker at about 35 miles an hour. In the middle of a parking lot, dude. Yeah. I picture the back of the school bus when I was a kid. Yes. And, like, you hit this, you hit that, and you get the yes. boom. I, I, yeah, I was shot so up you, in the air, except so, my head hit his roof. Right. Yeah. Dead in the roof. If five, five miles an hour more, and I'd be dead. <laughs> All right, so then what happened? Here, here's where there's a little discrepancy in, in E-Money's recollection of the series of events. All right. So that was on the way into the establishment. While we were eating at the establishment, I think it had a patio. And during the middle of our dining experience, E-Money, unbeknownst to anyone, jumped the wall. I jumped ran, the wall? Ran into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Got in his Mitsubishi and took yep. off without us. Ah. <laughs> Left us there. This was pre-Uber. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is like, hey, dude, you just fucking left us here. They never, they, they, they got home because I never got home. You never got home. I got stopped by our friend's wife, but she pulled my ass over. Okay. What did she, how, how did she do that? Like flashing the lights and shit or waving her hands and shit? She rolled down the window and said, honey badgers pissed. And you don't fuck with honey badgers. You do not fuck with the honey badger. What was Honey Badger's reaction when you got home? She was pissed. She literally made me sleep in the guest bedroom, take care of myself. And I was just like, but I don't feel good. And I need you to take care of me, baby. And Too bad. Like, you were a dick. Too bad. Fuck you, bitch. You were a dick to me. And what you did to your friends, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm going to bed. You know what? I got off Chantix the next day. You know why? Because she threw it all the fuck away. Oh, she flushed it? She flushed the Chantix. Dude, that shit costs a ton of money. She was like, here's your fucking cigarette, Mr. E-Money. That's that's pretty much how the next day it went. 
Here's your cigarette. So eventually, fuck you. Eventually, we will have a four-way death match between the two of us and our respective others on this podcast. It's going to be amazing because I will tell you, like I've done a podcast with the happening before. Yes. And you know what? There's very little that she can say about me that's wrong. I like the idea. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. That you all take Chantix before you. <laughs> <laughs> you win the game. You win the game. Match point. Mr. Clean. The only problem is it's just going to be a match between the Chiseler and Honey Badger. Dude, E-Money and Honey Badger came over on Saturday night and we played Yahtzee. Yeah, that game we were, sucks. Oh, dude, it's awesome. It's Whatever. a great game. Especially, like, when you get into, like, you know, hit... Well... Especially when people win. So... But so for the losers, it really fucking sucks. Here's where it got really funny. And to your point, E-Money and the Honey Badger never played this game before. Yahtzee's a great game about strategy. And I will, I will say, the Chiseler is humbly strategic. The Happening is a brilliant, brilliant person. Who did the Honey Badger take advice from i was like yeah you should do this don't don't go for your small straight go for your twos she's like chiseler i don't chiseler let me just yeah. be very clear i don't give a fuck what you say i'm gonna listen to the happening <laughs> and it, like it's it, the happening always wins she was, not of the game the game of thrones <laughs> game all right so let's talk thrones. about that do you watch game of thrones uh, so this is this is kind of a um <laughs> A, a touchy subject right now. Is it touchy? And the reason being is because I was a latecomer to the Game of Thrones. So I've been watching Game of Thrones for about three weeks. Okay, so you're you're getting up to it, huh? I'm season five-ish. I know what what not to say because my dad spoiled the end of season five for me. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, so listen, it's so popular and it's in... Everything that's out there, people on sports radio yeah. are, are putting spoilers out there. Yeah. So I kind of know. I kind of know. And it sucks, but I still am going to watch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to power through. You, so you don't know about the, the double dick giant? Yes. You do I mean, know about the double dick giant. But before the show started, I knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's real giants? There was real giants? I don't know. I really honestly think that there were really small people, Ever? too. I think yeah, that... that uh, you hear about these stories where they find these skeletal remains that... All right, so... Humanoids <laughs> that are that are huge, right? They're seven foot. It's on the Daily Mail. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Next, next to, like, Kate Middleton's bikini photos. <laughs> but yes. But... But... So, in the Chariots of the Gods... Yeah? It is said that man really started as a little man... And aliens came to this earth. Yeah. Made us taller? Well, no, they were giants. They were giants. And so they made it. And they were trying to make a better life form because we were just a whole bunch of shit peons. Oompa Loompas? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But what left. about like big ass gorillas though? Dude, those were like offsprings that just didn't fit within the realm. So they just fucking let them go. You know, ancient astronaut theorists believe that... That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. No. I'm going to agree to disagree. Wait a second. Let me just clarify on what you're saying. Aliens, Aliens have reached this earth. Don't well, disagree with if you. If we there. had a, a border wall up, that wouldn't happen. Well, make America great again. Well, when you're 15 feet tall, what's a 15 foot fucking wall? Who's got a ladder? I'll dig it underneath. I know somebody with a backhoe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? And well, that's he, what the wall thing is so stupid. I'm going to make a wall of white claws. There you go. Dude, there's a big <laughs> there you go. wall of white claws. I just made a difference. I'm making podcasting great again. <laughs> Dude, make a difference. Make a difference. Let's go ahead and get into our final segment because I think we done did it here, guys. Okay. And, and by the way, Maybe. fucking great time. Yeah, Seriously, fantastic! We Thank will you do, for having me, and totally we will and it. we will damn do this again. We are going to get into our final segment, which is the trivia slash drinking game event. Fantastic. But tonight, for our first episode, official episode of the Weekend Social, we are going to let our special guest host choose his own destiny. I have three envelopes. 
laid out before you. Mr. Queen, what number would you like to choose? Because your choice will determine the game that we play tonight. I'll go with Deuce. Taking a turn. E-Money. E-Money and Mr. Clean are going to take their adventure into the final part of this podcast to whatever is in envelope number two, which, by the way, is my favorite game on the podcast. You guys are going to play the Weekend Social Showdown. We are recording on Thursday, May 16th. It is a historic day for the Chisler. Today was the date that Congress officially named the nickel as an official currency in the U.S. coinage system. So given the fact that the Chisler is the agent of change that you can believe in and put in your piggy bank and is always looking to fill his change jar with nickels and dimes... The focus of tonight's Weekend Social Showdown will be facts about coins. Now, now the rules of the Weekend Social Showdown are simple. Five true or false questions. If you're right, no drink. If you're wrong, drink. Mr. Clean as our special guest. If you guess incorrectly, I'm going to be drinking with you. And... As always, to the victor go the spoils. Who will emerge victorious? Let's get started. Mr. Clean, you have the honors. Question number one, true or false? The US Congress introduced the nickel as a coin of currency in 1866. That's false. It is actually true. The previous five state currency The half dime, by the way, was paper, but Congress abolished it the year prior after the head of the currency bureau put his own fucking portrait on that piece of paper. They're like, oh, you fucking egomaniac, we're done. Let's call it a nickel. E-Money. Was his name Trump, by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) E-Money. True or false? The original design on the front of the nickel was the Liberty head. Nope. False? False. You are correct, sir. Yeah, it is false. Baby. The original head of the nickel was a shield, but 17 years later, after the introduction, was replaced by the Liberty Head in 1883. Mr. Clean, true or false? The Buffalo nickel was created to drive awareness to the decreasing population of the species. I'll go with false. It is false. In 1913, in 1913, President Theodore Roosevelt pushed for the creation of the Buffalo Nickel. He didn't think that the current nickel was artistic enough. And that's because Theodore Roosevelt was a badass. He was. So E-Money, the last Buffalo Nickel was produced in 1938. False. It is actually true. The last Buffalo Nickel was struck in April of 1938 at the Denver Mint, the only mint that actually struck in that year. Mr. Clean, your third question. The bison that appears on the Buffalo Nickel was actually from New York. True. It is true. His name was Black Diamond. Actually, a person who studies or collects coins is called a numismatist. False. It is actually true. From the late Latin numismatis, genitive of numisma. That's not what they call us these days, but coin collector. Numismatis. They sound so sexy. They sound so sexy. Hey, baby, I'm a numismatis. Miss Clean, you're really cleaning this thing up. Um, the fear of coins is latinophobia that's such a random thing that i'm gonna have to say that's true it is false it's a made-up thing latino no it's not made up latinophobia is a fear of salad which the chiseler actually has because i eat junk food all the fucking time yo all right the fear of coins is actually coprolaminophobia i knew that it's on the tip of my brain. i know seriously it was right there right you were grabbing for it coprolaminophobia now E-Money, your fourth question. I'm surprised you're not doing better at the coinage game because you are made of money, E-Money. True or false? The most valuable coin ever sold at auction was the Saint-Gaudens Double Eagle, 1907. 
true. It is false. Whoa. The double eagle, by the way, it is a fascinating story. The double eagle was the only gold $20 coin that was ever introduced, but never introduced. Only 22 existed, but it's number three on the list. The most valuable was the flowing hair silver copper dollar from 1794 slash 1795 for 10 million dollars one coin mr clean your final question it actually cost 6.6 cents to make a five this is cent true all right i don't even have to finish the question you are correct sir wow your final question e-money true or false the lincoln penny was introduced in 1890 on the 25th anniversary of his assassination false it is false the Lincoln Penny was introduced in 1909 on the 100th anniversary of his birth. Mr. Clean, you have cleaned E-Money's clock. It's definitive. For winning the Weekend Social Showdown, I have a gift for you. Yes! <laughs> Dude. You can take coins to make coins. And you can stack coins using this $500 stack. Georgia Lottery, win up to $400 card, match any of your numbers to the winning numbers, and win the prize shown for that symbol, get a stacked symbol, win instantly $500, get a money back symbol, win all 15 prizes shown. Fuck yeah, man. You just won. I want a ticket. Mr. Clean, you want a $5 ticket. Coming out even on this thing. So Seriously, man. Even. Listen, to you both, I will say good job. Cheers to you. I will drink to you. Honestly. I'll drink to you, buddy. Good job. Cheers. Cheers. This guy. Fantastic job. So listen, this has been The Weekend Social, Episode 1. Mr. Clean, can you do me a favor? Absolutely. Can you come back? Yes. Clean this shit up? Uh-oh. Make it better? I'm not, about, I'm not sure about the making it better, but I can come back. Can you help me make podcasting yes. great again? Yes. Can you help me grab podcasting by the pussy? <laughs> <laughs> if you put it that way. It was that. put it that way. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm, Thank, I'm in. <laughs> Thank you for being here with me. <laughs> E-Money, do me a favor. I'm going to assign you homework again. You got an F. You got to get your Twitter account up. Yeah, man. You know, I'm trying to get Honey Badger to do that shit for me. No, dude. Honey Badger don't give a fuck. You got to take what you own. Get what you own, you know, at eMoneyTWS. If it's not there, at I'll make e it for you. eMoneyTWS. You can follow the Chiseler at Faux Chisel. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. If you are listening to the show, for the love of God, please do us a favor. Please rate us on whatever medium you're listening to. It helps us out. We're not seeking money. We're just seeking more love. We want to spread the good word. You can find us on the weekendsocialpodcast.com. And with that, E-Money, you got anything else? Have a great weekend. I'm going to let my special guest host, Mr. Clean, sign us out for tonight. Your final words will close the podcast. Mr. Clean. Thank you very much for having me this evening. And to all the people out there on the Information Superhighway, keep on trying.